What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends, and good day to you. Welcome back to the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. It's still me, JPB. The frogs that inhabit the area around my apartment are really loud tonight, so um, I don't know if that's going to come across in the recording or not, but it's delightful. Let's get into this. So today's episode was inspired by a coworker at the day job. We were talking about movement and exercise and getting back into it after, um, you know, a long while of not working out, um, most of the last couple of years with all things COVID related. And they said something to me that really stuck out. And then we had this kind of conversation about it. And I wanted to bring that here to you. They said, it's so annoying because I feel so much better after I go for a walk, but it's literally, I'm literally doing nothing. And then I got all excited because my head is in full workshop mode and I've been thinking all about movement and exercise and what the goals are with with all of it and what messages we hear around it, how we need uh, how we need it in our life. And most of us don't move nearly enough. And then we wonder why we feel like shit. So anyway, I said to them, exactly. This, this is why I created my workshop about the brain and exercise. Going for a walk might seem like nothing, but only if you are mobile and don't have to put any effort into it. It takes an immense amount of coordination, muscle activations in your entire body, and really complex brain function, spatial spatial recognition, proprioception, memory, motor cortex involvement, cerebellar involvement, occipital lobe involvement, and so much more just for you to walk. I mean, look at babies when they try and walk. They It takes them at least a year, most of them, to figure it out. And so you are doing lots, but we're told it's not enough. And so while you're walking, your blood starts pumping and it brings in more oxygen and necessary nutrients to the brain so that it can work properly. Walking is actually one of the best exercises for your overall health. Studies have shown us that um, this is true over and over again. In her book, The Joy of Movement, which I highly recommend, Dr. Kelly McGonigal, um, I I hope I'm pronouncing that right, she cites uh, 5,649 steps to, is is the key number, to overall feelings of well-being in adults around the world. And the average daily step count is somewhere around uh, 4,900, I think. And then the average in the United States is around 4,000. So generally speaking, we live very sedentary lifestyles. So even that whole idea, though, that's that's pushed within like fitness communities and whatever about that 10,000 step goal, you have a Fitbit, you're trying to get your 10,000 steps. I actually don't even know if Fitbit is a thing anymore, whatever it is that is new and hot popping on the streets. Um, You know, we're all trying to get those 10,000 steps, but it's just filling us with this idea that more is better. And more is not better, my friend. Better is better. And knowing how to get the results you want in the most efficient manner is what I am looking for. 
always. So uh, back to this person thing that thinking that it wasn't doing anything, this going on a walk, this tells me a couple of things. It tells me that we're not trusting ourselves in the experience that we have because we're told that it, we should be feeling something else. This experience should be something else. If you go for a walk and feel good, that's it. That's the experience. It does something. It makes you feel good. And that's the only reason you need. So we have to look at the measurements we're using. We have to look at the metrics involved. What is it that we're actually measuring? What is our goal? Is walking going to get you shredded and ready for a strong man or strong woman competition? No, absolutely not. So what is your goal? We talked about this last week, so I'm not going to get too much into it here. If you missed that episode, go back and check that one out. But I will say it again because it is that important. Your goal needs to be yours. And there are different tools for different goals. So even as I encourage you to move your body, because it's just needed as a human function, not only to survive, but to live and navigate through this life. Even then, I still want to present you with some ideas and valid reasons for movement and exercise that are discussed less than appearance or getting jacked or whatever, being super strong, so that you can make your own choices. And because, you know, my whole focus is stress and anxiety and mental health. And um, and so, you know, that's that's my focus with exercise. There are so many different reasons to move and exercise. And really, we know that more information, more facts don't change minds. The old World Wide Web, we used to call it back in my day, the internet, the interwebs, has created an incredible availability of information. So much so that it's overwhelming and confusing, and there's a lot of poor information on there. But if you want to know something, that information is out there. But what if we don't know what to look for? Because we don't know what we don't know. So if there's an idea that we're introduced to, we may not have ever thought of, or we didn't have the the words, the vocabulary to look that thing up and look further into it and get more information. But if you do have the information and you still choose to not take the action, that's a choice you're making. But even still, you're one step closer to the thing, whatever that thing is. And this, in this scenario that we're playing out here, you're one step closer to using movement and exercise to feel better in your life, to increase your mental health, because you know what you can be doing to feel better. And awareness always comes first. You can't take consistent action before you take action. And you can't take action before you know what to do. And I have taken a deep dive down this tangent hole. So I'm going to climb back out and circle back to movement and the idea that walking isn't enough that five minutes isn't enough. And we have these ideas because we are told that unless you are going as hard as you can, 110%, which doesn't make any sense because 100% is, that's it. That's that's the most. But, uh, you know, if we're not going 50 billion percent all day, every day, no excuses for an hour at least every day, that what you're doing isn't enough. And underlying that is the notion that you aren't enough. And that, my friend, is a really shitty motivator because it will never motivate you towards feeling good. And we change best by feeling good, not by feeling bad. Shame, guilt, judgment, they are not sustainable motivators. They break us down, make us sick, and uh, make us not want to do things because it feels shitty. I saw something on the Instagrams that said, 
Oh my gosh, I couldn't find it. I really, I tried to find it so I could share it. And so this may not even make sense. But he was talking about, we are natural. The human body is a natural thing. And so when we go into nature, if you're walking through the forest and you see a tree that's shorter or a tree that's thicker or a tree that has limbs in different places than one or another or a tree that has some um, moss on it or whatever, these trees all have different features. Do you like judge those trees and say like, oh, you should be like this tree. You should be like that. Or like, do you yell no excuses at a tree? No, because it's just being a tree. And you, my friend, are just being a human. So it's ridiculous. I do not do that justice. I know that. I am also not going to cut that out. So um, maybe someone else will tell you that in a better way at some point. Anyways, point being, you can decide not to participate in this type of perspective. And that might require you to break long held beliefs and ideas and address traumas and unlearn some of the ideas that you have around yourself or your body and what you're capable of. But I know for a hundred percent fact, it is possible. And I am just one of many, many examples of that. We, we have the capacity to learn and unlearn even strongly held beliefs. So it doesn't have to be a thousand percent all day, every day to count. If you're moving your body, it counts. And any movement that involves muscular contraction, which is literally any movement as I flail my arms around as I talk right here, it still counts. It is useful in helping to create the chemical cocktail of goodness that helps us feel good and build resilience. It is actually much more beneficial to do just like 10 minutes of movement each day than a super intense, unsustainable workout once. Because consistency is what is key to everything. Building a habit takes repetition, and when we are starting out or reintroducing something after a long time, baby steps are the way. Think about jumping back in, going hard, a thousand percent, go bigger, go go home. As I say this, it's just all so ridiculous. Um, And then you get really sore, and then you can't move for days, and then you're like, oh, that sucked. It's not sustainable. Too much too soon for the nervous system and for your muscles they are going to signal red alert. They're going to signal danger. They're going to signal protective mode. And they're going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. So set the bar low, like as low as you possibly can. We have this idea that we have to go for like jump off cliffs and have these lofty goals. And like, okay, there's a place for that. Maybe we're talking about like creating our life, set the low, low bar, go crush that. And then raise the bar a little bit, crush that, move on, raise the bar, repeat it forever. And then just keep going. Because the thing is, when we set the bar too high, and we don't meet our own expectations, then we feel bad about it. A lot of the times we then judge ourselves, go into criticism mode. Again, not a good motivator, because then we feel bad. So if we have a goal, we know that we can accomplish, we accomplish it, we prove to ourselves that we can, we show up for ourselves, we give our brain the reference point that we are capable, that we can manage what's happening, that we are in control, that we are driving this ship or whatever. And then we continue to do that and build the confidence, build the consistency and build up to a larger goal or just like a more, a more long-term goal. So to distill that all down to some tangible takeaways for us, because I am well aware that tangents are a favorite place for me and brevity is not my strength. So, um, number one, 
make sure you know what metrics you are using to measure something. Are you measuring your goal? With the example example of um, the walk, different tools are used at different times for different things. Variety is great for that, but consistency with one thing is how you reach a goal. So if the goal is to feel better, take a walk outside for 10 minutes every day. You will feel better. That's just how we function. If your goal is to, you know, be able to do a thousand pull-ups, you're going to have to use a different tool. So what is your goal? Again, go listen to last week's episode and look at what metrics you're using to measure your goal. Number two, go big or go home. No excuses mentality is hard to sustain in a healthy way that allows for the complexity of humanity in life. And so maybe instead we have the idea that courage is just trying again from where you are at every day, which is different every day, according to all of the factors of like your sleep, your stress, your nutrition, your environment, what's going on at work, what's going on in the world at large, just every, all of the complexities of humanity. Just try again from where you are each day and then keep going. Number three, the sustainable thing is always the best choice. And that is different for everyone. So again, what's your goal and what metric are you using to measure? Number five, movement is how we shift our brain function. It is how we shift our mood and our mental state, our self-image. And so find the movement that you like, that is sustainable a little bit. Set the bar low, crush that, and then just keep going. Again, I'm going to leave it there. Wrap it up. If you like this and want more, and you're listening to this before March 19th, 2022, sign up for the workshop on March 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. There will be a replay for those of you who live in the future time zones and can't make it to that because it's an obscene time where you are. Although if you want to join, I love having you there, (laughs) but there will be a replay just in case. Um, Or if you just want to watch it again. So the link for all of the details and for the registration is in the show notes. I will make sure to put that there. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I am so grateful for every single person listening. And I'm so grateful to know that you are picking up what I'm putting down. Again, I say it every week, but I am so truly grateful for you giving me your time and attention and then letting me know what resonates with you. It is just incredible to hear that. And I'm I'm so, so grateful. If you haven't already, head over to wherever you're listening to this and give some stars, preferably five. Subscribe, review, share this with a friend. I am immensely grateful for all of these things because they help others find the podcast. And then hopefully, uh, you know, those people find some useful takeaways for themselves. So that's it for today. I'm going to leave it there. Until next week, I hope you have a beautiful week. That's it for me. JPB out.